Welcome back to the Ice Pass Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. And we're going to jump right into our 12th episode, going into week number 11. Week 11. I can't believe it's already week 11. I feel like the season I. just started. I, I literally was just about to say the same exact thing. It, it, this this year has gone by so fast I in know. terms of football. Like, I can't believe I'm already, you know, 8-2 and two in one of my fantasy football leagues. Yeah, like, I can't believe I'm 2-8 and eight already. It's crazy. <laughs> just picked up my second win of the year. Don't let me get hot, though. Do not let me get hot. You're out of it. You're going to keep swinging. <clears throat> Speaking of hot week, this was the week of the wide receiver, huh? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, One, one guy that went off... Um, Saved me uh, in, in one of my leagues is C.D. Lamb. Oh, yeah. He put up uh, 11 catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, and then we had Justin Jefferson go for 10 for 193 and a touchdown and also made the best catch of all time. Greatest catch of all time. I don't care what anybody says. I completely agree. Some may argue that the defender was balancing the ball and that helped I, the catch. I, I, don't, I still don't know how he held on through the ground. Yeah, I uh, it, no idea. It, it was it was just unbelievable. And he had a catch that that rivaled not rivaled that one, but still was a, another great catch later in that game where he he was in like double coverage. He, you know, the ball was thrown perfectly split between the two defenders, and he caught it like right before it hit the ground. It was another amazing catch. Like Stefan Diggs had a really nice catch in that game too. But uh, other than that, we also had uh, Christian Watson. He finally arrived. Um, when he when he catches the ball, he's really good. Yeah. Yeah, he only had four catches, but he made the most of that. His, had... his first two targets of the game were both drops, so um, yeah. that wasn't, you know, he's still got that drop issue, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's still going to him. He knows he's, he has to trust the younger guys, um, and I, I think this is a big confidence boost for Christian Watson. He had four for 107 and three touchdowns, and uh, yeah, he had a really big game. Another guy that had a big game, um, kind of an unsung hero. Everyone kind of made fun of this signing uh, in the offseason, but Christian Kirk, he went for nine he's, catches, 105 yards, and two touchdowns. He's been solid. He's been a top-ten receiver this year. Which, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't know because you don't really hear any headlines no. about Christian Kirk, and the Jaguars you know, haven't really been the most successful, so it doesn't really uh, you know, make, make headlines, but he, he's been good. He's been really good, and... Uh... You know, quick shout out to Nick Westbrook Akine. He had five for one nineteen and two touchdowns. Um, I don't know if he'll repeat that, but uh, hey, shout out Nick. Yeah, no, I feel like Nick Westbrook Akine Akine yeah. Akine uh, has one of these games that like every he does. year. Every year <laughs> yeah. he has this this huge game, and everybody goes out on waivers. It's like, oh no way, I got the next up and coming Titans receiver. And then he averages like four points a game going forward. I, d- so. I just can't trust any Titans receiver, honestly. No, when you're on an offense that you can't get production out of Robert Woods, that, that's that's a little scary for me, you know. Um, in the receiving game, at least. Their run game is terrific. Yeah, but, but I mean, their, their coaching is just unbelievable. Mike Vrabel just deserves so much credit. Um, the team's just counted out week in and week out, and they're fighting, they're pulling off wins, and... Yeah, you know who's not a great coach, though? It's Josh McDaniels. How do you confidently say that you still believe... Mark Davis. Mark, This is a message from Mark Davis. How do you still confidently believe in Josh McDaniels after you send him out there and he loses to a head coach that had no prior coaching experience aside from high school in Jeff Saturday? He was a terrible high school coach. Yeah, he wasn't even a good high school coach. How do you? Okay, it's just it's infuriating that th- this guy still has a, a job. I'm I'm pretty sure like what are they two and seven? Two and 
Two eight? and eight, two and eight, something like two that. Two and eight, two and seven. So, yeah, they have, I don't they have know two wins on the year. They have two wins on the year. Yeah. They were a playoff caliber team going into the year, and now you have two two wins. You're you're a bottom five team in the league, and, and you're you're trying to tell me that oh you know I still believe in the coach. I think he's doing a good job. He's not. He's not at all. He's doing a bad job. No, and I, I feel bad for Derek Carr because he kind of went in and took the blame for that. Yeah. Um, and he, and he kind of has to, I guess. But you got Devontae Adams talking trash about his teammates now. Like it's a, it's a whole mess in Vegas. Yeah. Um, moving the team to Vegas was a mistake, I think. Yeah. I think there's, you know, I think there's too many distractions in Vegas that probably aren't getting picked up this year from that team. But it's an organization where you don't need extra dis- distractions. You you can't keep a first round pick on the team because they can't stay out of jail. Yeah, I mean, it, we we touched on this last last week, but. Not not keeping and retaining Rich Passaccia Oh yeah, was the biggest mistake they could have made because the the players were fighting for him, they were rallying for him. It was um, I, they, they believed in the team, and now it's just the team looks lifeless out there this this season. They really do. I mean, I don't know what Josh McDaniels has done, but they, he has sucked the life in the game out of all these guys. And it's like, yeah, you got guys like Josh Jacobs still putting up fantasy numbers, uh, Devonte Adams still putting up fantasy numbers. But like, uh, aside from that, I mean, they're they're just going out there and going through the motions. They're they're not they're not playing with heart. No, they're really not. Their team's the team's a mess. And quick shout out shout out to uh, Jeff Saturday, real quick. Uh, I mean, yeah, you come in. I trashed on him last week, but I he did gain some of my respect this he, week. He did, and it's, he goes into his presser. And announces Sam Ellinger as a starting quarterback, and come Sunday, <laughs> out out comes Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan taking start snaps. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't I don't know what the hell happened there, but uh, you know Matt Ryan as your starting quarterback, I, it, I guess it provided another spark to the team. Uh, I think they definitely needed a change. You know Frank Reich is still a great coach, and he He's we talked coach, about yeah. it that he we, he was never he was never in a great situation because of Jim Irsay. Right. Um, I think Ursay is just too hands-on with the team. But there were reports coming out that Frank Reich was kind of soft with the team. He didn't really coach. Yeah. Like, he, he, may, he may be a great football mind, but maybe he's not the, the best uh, and the most suitable for a head coaching position. Um, just because, you know, th- they had said that uh, Saturday went out there and, and made them rerun the same play like 10 times in a row because they kept getting it wrong. And there were reports that somebody from the locker room had said that they had never done that under Reich. So to, to me, that, that says a lot about what, you know, yeah, you, you can't really hold too much uh, weight to, to that comment because, you know, it, it could have just been a, a fake, fake source. But, um, well, while we're on the topic of the Colts, is Jonathan Taylor finally back? I, I would, I would think so. Um, 22 carries, 147, and a huge 66 yard touchdown run. Um, who was the RB one in fantasy this week? You might ask. It was Jonathan Taylor, none other than the number one overall pick himself. Um, in most leagues, most yeah, leagues, no, most yeah. leagues. He seems like he's finally fully healthy. The O line was able to open up a bunch of holes, and I think having Matt Ryan back at quarterback increases his value a lot. Yeah. Because when Ellinger's in, you're not really worried about the threat of passing. You're worried about his his legs and his dual threat ability. Mm-hmm. So you're able to stack the box more. But when Matt Ryan's out there, you still have to pay attention to those guys like Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman. You you have to keep in mind of the, the passing game. I mean, 
a couple weeks ago, Matt Ryan threw the ball 55 times. Yep. So it's you're not going to be able to just stack the box against this team, which is going to open up a lot of room for Jonathan Taylor to, you know, make those plays that he was making all last year. Yeah, and I think his value is increased, you know, insanely under Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's not going to tuck and run the ball. He's right. not going. He's not going to steal and, and vulture carries from Jonathan Taylor. And with the amount that he passes, that's a lot of dump off passes that are going to go Jonathan Taylor's way. And not to mention they trade away Naheim Hines to, to Buffalo. So your receiving back is now gone. That's a bulk of the receiving work that Jonathan Taylor sh- right. should be getting now. I think Taylor is still a, a running back one play moving forward in fantasy. Oh, 100%. 100%. You, you, he's, I think he's, he's back. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll uh, – if he has a good, a good finish to the season, he could still finish inside the top 10 for running backs. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent, and and he's just uh, that good. And and he started off slow last season too. I mean, it he wasn't did. until it wasn't like, it wasn't this this late yeah. in the season. But you know, maybe under the new coaching regime and uh, with Matt Ryan under center, uh, you you got Jonathan Taylor could finish as a top five back. I would like to point out this team's still not good. No, no, <laughs> like, no. Like you, you just beat the Raiders, who and and they lost their biggest defensive player, Shaq. Uh, Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard uh, to season-ending back surgery. Yeah, but at the the same time, you've got to give some praise to this team because they're they're trying to figure it out right now. They're going through the motions and they're coming off a game where they played pretty well. And and the uh, the division still isn't out of question for them. It's really not. They're what four, five, and one, I I believe. I think so. And uh, Tennessee's like six and three, so they're they're about two games two games back. Um, I, I I could see the Colts trying to make a, a little bit of a push. I mean, they're not going to win this week, but you know, they got my my Eagles, who I will talk about a little later. I'm not happy right now, but uh, you you do got some comp- competition in the AFC. Uh, Miami being one of those, and uh, part of Miami's success is that backfield. That backfield, it's elite. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, Jeff Jeff it, Wilson, 17 carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two catches for 24 yards. Uh, what did Mostert do? He had eight for uh, eight carries, sixty-five yards, and a touchdown. Also had four catches for twenty-two yards. Um, and I think moving forward, I mean, well, this week they both finished as top ten backs in fantasy. Jeff Wilson mm-hmm. was RB eight. Raheem Mostert was RB ten. Um, you know, moving forward, if you have them in fantasy, I'd start both. Um, I think they're touchdown dependent RB twos, both of them, and they should be locked for flex plays at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean. 100% agree. Uh, this was kind of my expectation for Miami going into the season because Mike McDaniels was a run-heavy coach uh, in San Francisco, and he had developed all these different intricate run plays. Um, he has all these these cool blocking schemes and whatnot. I I fully think that um, you know if it was a single back in this backfield, if it was just Moster or it was just Wilson, there would be a probably a top 10 fantasy back. I agree. Um, like, like every week, but they, it, they do hurt each other a little bit, you know, them both being there. Cause you they know, hurt each can, other's fantasy yeah. value, but man, they make this offense very scary. Very, very scary. I think it's the best offense in football. <sighs> that's, that's a volte. I, I would describe, I say Minnesota's probably still got the best offense. The re- I, like it's so hard. Not many teams have two corners that can lock up Tyreek Hill. No, you're right. And Jalen right. Waddle. Yeah. And you add, a piece like Jeff Wilson that makes his backfield so much better than when they had Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. 
no Edmonds was great in Arizona for a little while just never never really hit the ground running in in Miami and you have Moster and Wilson to complement each other it's a scary backfield that yeah, opens cha- up a lot of opportunity downfield I, ch- I changed my mind I'm with you I, I think Miami is definitely up there um, yeah I, I'd, I'd, I'd say best offense just because who, who's they've covering got, that they've speed? got a top three offense in the league and you could argue it's the top yeah, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert. Who's covering that speed? And then you have a big body in Mike Gusecki too. Right. Um, and, and Trent and, Sherfield's been really good as their wide receiver three. Cedric Wilson just never really. And, and, he hasn't uh, really panned out so far. River them, Craycraft. But, I mean, I know River Craycraft. Yeah. I love that man. Yeah, he's 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 a solid number four. He is. Um, and and Tua Tua is somebody that we've kind of alluded from you know on the podcast. We haven't really talked about him too much. But he he's having a heck of a year. Yes, um, he looks he looks great. Tua is looking great, but you have to look great in that offense. If you don't, you're yeah. losing your job. Well, and and, and he, I don't want to take anything away from him because he's playing great. Yeah, but at the same time, like you you've got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, you've got you've got the weapons around you to have the best offense in the league. You have to you, you should be playing at an elite level. He he should and. Um, I believe, <laughs> I I want to say I saw a stat the other day that the Miami Dolphins receivers um, like led the league in like underthrown passes. Yeah, they did. So, to as great as he's been, as consistent as he's been and, and accurate, he still doesn't have that arm. The, he doesn't. It's looked it's looked a lot better than what I thought it would though. It has, but I mean, I still, I still see a couple underthrown passes a game at, at the very least, and uh, I think that may bite them, you know, in the in the rear end. Come he has been very good at protecting the football, though. He hasn't, he hasn't thrown a pick since he came back from the concussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's been terrific. So you put him, you know, in that offense, and you're 100 percent right. They they do have a top top offense in the league. Yeah, and uh, I do want to give one honorable mention. Uh, before we hop into our, our picks for week 11, Justin Fields, yeah. Justin freaking Fields, dude. He, you know, he puts up a, a, a huge week, you know, two weeks ago. And this past week he does it again. He repeats. He has another big week and you know, he's, he's sixth in rushing yards in the league. I'm, I'm, really? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. He's, I mean, that doesn't shock me. Cause he had that. He, he had the huge, look it up. Uh, look it up. Yeah, I'm, he's, I know he's top ten, but I'm almost certain that he is sixth behind Damian Pierce for overall rushing yards. Hmm, where is he? Right there, right there. Justin Fields. Am I blind? Oh yeah, right, right below yeah. Damian Pierce. One, two, three, over seven hundred rushing yards so far six. through the season. Seven hundred forty-nine rushing yards. That's ridiculous. He's an RB one. He's an RB one that throws the ball. He, 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 he <laughs> sorry. He right now he um he he's a got to be the QB one, right? Yes. He's like Lamar yes. Jackson was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like For like MVP fan, level fa- Jackson. Yeah. Fantasy wise, he's he's got to be the top quarterback right now. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he's an every. I mean, he started start... off. He's not going to be ranked number one right now because he's number four right now because he started off with. Uh, 12, 3, negative 7, negative 1. And then ever since then, I mean, he's just been up. ridiculous. Yeah, he's he's been he's been nuts. And uh so I mean I, I was I was pretty confident in his matchup this week. I played him over Josh Allen. 
Yeah, I don't blame you. I played, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, I was a little, little wary elbow, about with yeah. the elbow. Uh, I also had Dak in that league, but I picked up Fields. I was like, I'm going to start Fields this week with the matchup, and it paid dividends. So, yeah. shout out Justin Fields. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep balling out. Uh, like we said last week, he looks like the best quarterback out of that draft class. Yeah, I still wish he was a Jet. <laughs> All right. Let's get uh, into our Week 11 picks. Do we have to talk about last week's picks? No, we, we both had bad weeks. I went 7-7, seven seven, you went 6-8, and eight, bringing us to your 87-63-1. Uh, I'm 90-60-1, so I got a three-game three lead on you at the moment. Um, let's jump right in. Thursday night, we got Tennessee at Green Bay. We disagree on this game. Do we? Yeah, because I like Green Bay here. I've, I think uh, I think Green Bay is starting to, to catch their mojo a little bit. I think they started off slow, but a, after a, a big win against Dallas, I, I think they're they're going to start to uh, – I'm not going to say they're going to run the table or anything, but I think they're going to finish strong. I can see them finishing strong, but it's also a Thursday night game, short week. Um, these tend to go either way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Tennessee on the road here. Uh, I think Mike Vrabel is just such a good coach, and he just, like I said, he just finds ways to keep them in games, win games. Um, I'm going to stop counting out Tennessee at this point, and I'm just going to ride with them. Yeah, uh, I mean, everything on paper says Tennessee should win this game, but it's in Green Bay, and I don't think anybody in Tennessee, you know, in this Tennessee secondary, is going to be able to cover anybody, any of the Green Bay receivers, which is a little bit of a bold statement, but. You know, because Green Bay doesn't really have the, the most star-studded <laughs> receiving core. But uh, I think Christian Watson has another big game. I could see it because he's so quick, and you could just throw him the deep balls. And Caleb Farley now is out. Oh, um, is he? Yeah. So I think that's going to be a, a big loss there for the Tennessee secondary. Give me Green Bay here All right. at home. Next game, we got uh, Chicago at Atlanta. I'm going to go with Chicago on the road here. Yeah, Chicago keeps... Finding, despite you know Fields' incredible performances, uh, keeps they losing ways games. To lose games. Yeah, they're finding ways to lose games. Uh, but I also got to go Chicago I, away. Atlanta looked so bad against Carolina. They did. They came out sloppy, but I chalked that up to being a divisional game. You never know what you're going to get with those. Um, I mean, it's a tough call. It's a coin flip for me. But I just with the way Fields have been playing, I I got to go oh, Chicago. Um, yeah, I, I I completely agree. Cleveland at Buffalo. Yeah, give me Buffalo. It's a bounce back game for them. Big bounce back game. Cleveland is uh, one week removed from getting the, their quarterback back in Watson. Not really going to touch on that whole situation, but uh, give me give me Buffalo here. Um, they're just they're the better team. Yeah, uh, Philly at Indy. Man, give me a second here. Okay, I'm I'm not going to sit here and be like. Oh, you know, the, the officiating was so bad because it, it, it was a you know some pretty bad calls. But Philly just they came out they they were sloppy. They made a lot of mistakes um, last night against Washington. Um, they kind of deserved to lose that game. Jonathan Gannon's defense has not been great the past couple of weeks, and I, I'm a little concerned going forward with Philly. But again, this is one of those things where I'm going to chalk that up to being a divisional game. Uh, and I think this is a big bounce back game for them right here uh, against Indianapolis. But what, what does scare me is Jonathan Taylor, and our, we have not been able to stop the run. And right. Jonathan Taylor it looks like he's starting to find his stride again. Um, this is a game that feels like another trap game, but I got to go with my birds here. I got to ride with them. Uh, but I would not be surprised if we lost. Yeah, I I also have to go with the Eagles here. Um, 
But like you said, I do expect another big game out of the out of Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm gonna go. I'm still going Eagles by a score here. I think it's gonna be a closer game than you would think a couple weeks ago when you're looking at this game. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm still I'm still rocking with the Eagles here. Uh, next up, we got your New York Jets in New England. Yeah, this gotta be a this gotta be a Jets win here. Um, you you look terrible against New England uh, at home two three weeks ago. At yeah. this point, yeah, three Something weeks like ago. Um, and I mean Zach Wilson's just got to play better. He played terrible against New England, just wasn't throwing the ball away. If he could limit mistakes, I think the run game is just so good to where. Uh, they, they don't lose this game. Uh, New England uh, destroyed the Jets last time they played. And, yes, this, this should be a bounce-back game for the Jets, but New England's home. They're coming off a bye. Uh, I mean, Belichick's had two weeks to prepare for this game. I I don't see how you, you can't go with New England. I, I obviously know you're, you're going to ride with your boys, but I got to go New England here. Everything on paper says New England should win this game. Kind of mad at you. Why? Because you said they they destroyed us. They beat us by five. They destroyed you. Uh, they beat us by five. Come on. Uh, okay, but like they should have blown us out. But the the Patriots aren't that good of a team. They're not, but they have, their defense has been playing really good, and their defense destroyed you. And their offense didn't though. Their their offense didn't. Their the offense is terrible. That, that's why they only outside beat of Ramon, five. Outside of Ramondre Stevenson, they have no offense. Yeah, I, I mean, he is their offense. I think it's a matter of time before Zappy gets the start. Honestly, over he should. Jones. He should. He I've been pushing great. for this all year long. Ugh. Yeah, I just I think New England's defense is going to be too hard for you guys to overcome. Zach Wilson has looked better. He's been improving, but if he plays like he did against the Bills, there's no way we lose this game. Yeah. I just I don't really see it. I, I I think New England has a really really sneaky good defense, and they're home. I think that home field advantage is what puts puts it over the edge for me. Let's go Jets. <laughs> we got the Rams at Saints. This is a tough one for me because Cooper Cup's out four weeks. Yeah, at least he was put on IR. It with, wouldn't shock me if he's out for the year. Yeah, uh, and this is like the concern with Cooper Cup was he had that monster year last year, but. His whole career has been plagued with injury. It has. Um, so uh, I just and he's getting up there in age. He's like twenty eight or twenty nine. So, sorry, I, I know we're supposed to be picking games. I just I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here. I just I don't think Cooper Cup like. I think he's going to bounce back, but how reliable is he going to be in 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 fantasy going forward? You know, he's almost he reminds me of like the Christian McCaffrey of the receivers. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he missed any games last year, though. And... He, he, but last year, last year was like the only. I I'm know. pretty sure last year was the only season he's played, like the entire season. They won the Super Bowl, and yeah. he won Super Bowl MVP. But again, I don't know. I, I'm still gonna go with the Rams here. Um, the Saints just haven't impressed me at all. They just lost to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, the vibes got to be down. Andy Dalton's still their quarterback for some reason. Yeah. Uh, you got to go to Jameis. If Jameis is healthy, I don't know why he's not in there. They're just a mess all around. They don't have a first round pick next year. Yeah, they're in a bad situation. They really um, are. I'm st- I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I'm 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 giving the slight edge to the Rams, even without just because. Cup. I think having no Cooper Cup almost improves their chances in this game because it's going to force Matt Matt Stafford to, to actually pass his other receivers. 
I mean, you're not wrong. Like, like Matt, Matt Stafford has to play better now. Like, he can't just continuously, th- you know, just force feed uh, Cooper Cup the ball. He actually has to, you know. That is a good point. Get, I... get some reads out and, and, you know, maybe they, they rely a little more on their run game now. And it, maybe we see something out of, you know, Acres now that he's starting to play again. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on that. But Maybe a Henderson game. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on on Acres. But again, I think I think you got to rely on on Stafford heavily more. And Stafford, he's got to be better. He, yeah, all year he's had to be better, and he just really hasn't. Um, right, but again, is that just because he knows he has he cup knows to he has cups, so he's he's just dumping the the ball off to the cup every play and, and not giving his other receivers a shot. Who look out? Plays. If Allen Robinson gets uh gets a bunch of targets, I think he has a big game. Yeah, yeah, I like Allen Robinson this week. Um, give me the Rams. Next up, yep. we got Detroit in uh, the Meadowlands against the Giants. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants. How can I not? How can you not go with the Giants? It's it's scary as a you know Eagles fan that the Giants are are doing this well. Um, you guys haven't played them yet, have you? No, we still have to play yeah, them twice. Yeah, you play them twice. Which There's is be some good games. Yeah, and and uh, last year the Giants kind of. You know, owned us a little bit so could be interesting but yeah this week i am going with the giants here i mean how can i not detroit they just pulled off a win against the chicago team whose defense kind of sucks too yeah. um i i think uh saquon barkley just has a big game here yeah uh detroit's defense is lackluster um the giants you know again we, we talked about this before they're not going to blow anybody out no but this is a game they they definitely should win um but will their offense be able to keep up with Detroit's? That's th- the biggest I, question. I think so. Um, Saquon Barkley's just the difference maker. Yeah, yeah. I I expect a huge game out of Saquon actually. And their their defense is better than uh, Chicago's defense is. So I don't know if it, if Detroit's going to be able to put up those. It it didn't uh, Amon Rossi and Brown get hurt too? I think he's good though. Is um, he? I'm not sure what I don't own him anywhere, so I, I haven't really. Too much track. Yeah, but no, he's he's not even doesn't even have an injury tag. Never mind. Yeah, I think he came back into that game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, give me the Giants. Yeah, me too. Carolina, Carolina at Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> Jinx. Um, I'm gonna go with Baltimore here. Carolina's. I, I don't think they're a good team at all. No, and and uh, Mayfield's getting the start. I think. I think Walker's hurt. Is he? Yeah. Um, which either is gonna bode really well for Carolina or bode really poorly for Carolina. Um, but I mean, give me Baltimore. Baltimore's oh, yeah, the better team all starting. around. Ooh. Yeah, I've got him in a dynasty league, so I might uh make him a start. I've I've got a couple of buys at quarterback, so it's between him and Zach Wilson at this point. Well, speaking of buys, Baltimore's coming off a buy they in are. their in their home, and they're playing a, a really, you know, not great team. So Baltimore. Yeah, is I'm an going easy Baltimore pick. as well. Uh, Washington at Houston. Washington's coming off a huge win. <laughs> gotta ride the high hand. Give me Washington. Especially- Washington's won four out of the last five games. Heineke's still got to be their quarterback, right? Well, that's the thing. If Wentz starts, I think they lose this game. If Wentz starts, they lose this game. I completely agree. Um, but you got you got to you got to ride with Heineke. You got to ride that hot hand. You do. Um, I don't know. Like I think the Wentz experiment's over. It's got to be. Uh, he, the injuries once again, uh, are starting to affect him and. I think it costs him a starting job. I mean, maybe he gets a start somewhere like Houston next year if they don't go quarterback. But we're back to Indy for a year. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Ursay is not going to do that. But 
Uh, give me Washington. Yeah, give me Washington as Chase well. Chase Young should be back, though. That'll, that'll be big for them. That'll, that will be big. Vegas at Denver. <laughs> oh, man. What a not great game to watch. <laughs> oh, man. What? Uh, uh, I don't think you could pay me enough money to give watch me, this game. Give me Denver, I guess. Yeah, I, I gotta go Denver. Vegas I mean, is just really bad. For you old school cats who like watching a high highly defensive game, I think this is gonna be a, you know, one of those. But Denver, uh, Vegas. How many games is Vegas gonna have to lose before McDaniel loses his job? That's that's. It's gotta big, be soon, man. It's, it's he, should, be. he should have lost his job Monday morning. Yep. Sunday night. Sunday night <laughs> after the game. Like sh- right after the game. Yeah. He should announce oh, it during his presser after the game. Uh, Dallas at Minnesota. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Minnesota here. Dallas coming off a loss, a tough loss against Green Bay. Minnesota coming off the weirdest game, one of the yeah. weirdest games I've ever seen. But one of the most electric games I've ever seen. I, uh, we didn't even talk about that. No, we that, didn't. That, that Buffalo-Minnesota game was crazy. It was insanity. So right after uh, Cousins got stopped at the one on fourth down, um, after they reviewed it, I started walking upstairs. I was going to go through on the game upstairs while I was doing some homework. And I hear my dad going crazy. I'm like, what the, f- what happened? <laughs> I almost slipped up there. Um, I was like, what happened? And, uh, he was like, they just scored. I was like, what? Wow. Josh Allen fumbled a snap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. At the one yard line, which you're, you're better off taking the safety there. But at the same time, I, I get it. You don't want to No, but a, a QB sneak most of the time works. Um, the center was the one that kind of fumbled the snap. If, if you looked at the, the replay a little closer, yeah, uh, you know he just he didn't get it to Allen right, and and Allen kind of you know fumbled it obviously, and you know that caused the the, the defensive score. But then Allen, man, he's I'd say, it, but is he a choke artist? <sighs> he's never won an overtime game. Yeah, mm. like he puts up numbers. He wins games. Until they go to overtime. It was an impressive drive to get to overtime, though. Yeah, no, 100%. Although that was terrible defense. But then he threw a horrible pick in overtime to throw the game away. Why are you playing prevent defense when you have that much time left? And that didn't make sense to me. The defense from Minnesota there on that last drive yeah. was just bad. Well, it doesn't matter because they ended up winning they the game. They did end up winning the game. Shout so, out Pat Pete. Um, but, but back to the Dallas-Minnesota game. This is another coin flip for me. I initially had Dallas, and I think Dallas is going to win this game, but I am taking Minnesota to play the defensive play because Minnesota should win, and I can't have you picking up another game on me for this season. So I defensively took Minnesota. (laughs) I like it. All right, we got uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming off a big win. I mean, hey, they got uh, Watt played, right? I didn't watch yeah. the game. Watt, Watt played. Um, definitely was a big factor on that defense. His presence was felt, and I think it will be again against Cincinnati. What am I saying? Um, Minka Fitzpatrick was out, though, I'm pretty sure, against he was. the Saints. Yeah. If they get him back, this could be an upset special. You think so? I, I really think so. Cincinnati's defense has not looked that great this year. No, they haven't. And neither is Cincinnati's offensive line. But, well, that that's that could be big. That's with T.J. Watt back. And now you got T.J. Watt back. Uh, you they they're still without Jamar Chase. They are. So and I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I just can't trust Pittsburgh 
Pittsburgh's offense. Their defense is going to keep them in the game, but yeah. I don't think the offense is good enough right now to win them the game. Right. I think it will be a closer game than I, people I think expect. I think it's been a really close game. I, I got to go Cincy here. I'm going Cincy in a close one. Yeah, but it would not it would not shock me to see Pitt pull the upset. Yeah, Kansas, I, I've seen crazier things. Kansas City at the LA Chargers. Yeah, Sunday Night Football. That's actually a great Sunday Night game. That should like, be a really good Sunday Night game because the Chargers held their own against San Francisco. Um, they despite, held their own against KC earlier in the year, too. Yeah, despite not having Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, mm. I mean, Herbert's a really good quarterback. He just does not have a good coach. I don't think Brandon Staley is all that, all that great. I think he's got to go pretty soon as well. Uh, I don't think he's in dire need of losing his job like Josh McDaniels is, but Brandon Staley, I think, is is kind of holding the Chargers back a little bit. Um, I still got to go Casey. Casey looks unreal. They look unstoppable. Yeah, I, I'm going Casey as well. I, I don't see many teams stopping them right now. No, not at all. Um, and Monday night, we have San Francisco, we just talked about, uh, in Arizona. Yes, give me San Fran. San Fran, I'm reluctant here, but I, I got to go San Fran as well. I'm not reluctant. That was one of my easiest picks of the week, honestly. Really? I am so high on San Fran right now, and it could come back to bite me, but I think San Fran is one of the best teams in the, in football. I thought that until I saw that they barely won against the Chargers. The Chargers aren't like a pushover team, though. That's the thing. They're they're not a pushover team. Like the, they, they've they, got they a solid play defense. The, they play the level of their competition. The Chargers. They do. Um, but I think San Fran does too. Yeah, I mean that's kind of been their problem in the last couple of years is playing to your competition. And and it's Arizona's home. You know, Arizona's fighting to to stay alive in the playoff hunt. I mean, this is a big game for Arizona, uh, so I think there's, there's, it's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, blow up by any stretch. I got to go San Fran on paper just because I don't think Arizona's going to be able to stop all their weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is going to be a really close game. Hmm. I'm I'm still going with San Fran, and I, I don't think it's going to be very close, but we'll see. All right, and that brings us to the waiver wire watch. Waiver watch time. I'm going to kick it off with a guy making the list for the second straight week, Donovan Peoples-Jones. DPJ. Um, he's only rostered in 50% of sleeper leagues, and he's put up do- double-digit fantasy points in four of his last six games. He's coming off a game where he had nine targets, and he was the clear deep ball favorite for Jacoby Brissett. Yep. He's really carving out a role in this offense. Um, it could be a very strong flex play. with wide re- Wow, can't talk. Wide receiver two upside moving forward. I think he's a touchdown-dependent wide receiver two. Um, and I think you, you could start him at flex moving forward, especially when the Browns get Watson back in week 13. Yeah. I think the bigger arm from Watson will uh, open up more plays downfield for DPJ. Um, I, I agree with that. Uh, we have another receiver on the list as well. And um, as we know, Cooper Cup has been placed on IR. So it wouldn't be uh, – and, and, and as you said, it wouldn't surprise us if he doesn't return this season. Uh, but this opens up playing time for other receivers in the Rams offense. Van Jefferson being probably one of the, the, the bigger... Um, uh, beneficiaries of yeah, this injury. beneficiaries. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Uh, again, can't talk. Uh, Jefferson caught all three of his targets for 27 yards and a score against the Cardinals. But he also provides the big playability for shots downfield. 
Um, he's only rostered in 60% of sleeper leagues and could be a very strong depth piece or a placeholder for injuries or bye weeks. Yeah, I like Jefferson's deep play, deep playability. He's, he's a threat downfield. Um, and we were talking about how Stafford's got to he's got to throw the ball to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and that's gonna open up opportunities for guys like Van Jefferson to really carve out a role in the offense. And Van Jefferson looks like he started to emerge last season, but this year he's just he's been injured. Injured, yeah. So we haven't really seen what Jefferson's you know fully capable of in that that offense, but he's a nice deep guy. Yes. Uh, next, we got Gus Edwards. Gus the bus. Gus didn't play in week nine against the Saints, and like you said, they had a bye week last week. Um, but that opened up a lot of opportunities for Kenyon Drake, who had a big game in, in uh, week nine. But whenever Edwards is on the field, he's always effective. Super effective. It's like year in, year out. When he touches the field, he's just he's scoring. He's yeah. get, breaking off some big carries. He's, he's like a perennial, like, mid-season ad, I feel, for he Baltimore. Is. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's the lead back against Carolina, who has one of the worst run defenses in the league. Um, he is only rostered in 52% of sleeper leagues. I mean, I think he's a must-add this week if he's available for you. Yeah, I mean, and, and running backs are hard to come by, so right, definitely, definitely put in for Edwards. Um, next we got Nico Collins. Yeah, the college teammate of DPJ also making the list. Uh, you know, Collins is coming off a game where he had 10 targets, and a lot of that was in key key moments towards the end of the game where uh, Mills was still forced to throw the ball. He brought in five catches for 49 yards and a score. Now, I mean, that stat line may not seem the best. The touchdown really saved the day for him fantasy-wise. But 10 targets is def- definitely worth noting, especially with the issues that uh, Brandon Cooks is having with the management. They just yeah. stripped his uh, his captaincy. Um, you know, two weeks ago he didn't play. He kind of held out, it seemed like. Wouldn't be surprised if he got cut. They have too much money tied up in him moving forward, though. I think he's still got two years left. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, but, I mean, with a relationship that bad, sometimes you just got to cut the ties. Yeah. Kind of like uh, what a Giants might do with uh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, yeah. Um, Collins is only rostered in 20% of sleeper leagues, and I think he ends up becoming the wide receiver one on the Texans. Bold take. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty hot take. Um, I don't think he has the capability to become I think he could be a nice wide receiver too um I just I don't think he has all the tools to be a wide receiver one I think he does I I think this year he finally started getting his chances um last year he he didn't really he didn't get a lot of play and when he was he's kind of that deep ball guy he's 6'4 215 he could go up and get the ball yeah and he's been getting a lot of targets this year and he's been pretty efficient with them um that was his first touchdown of the year. But it concerns Actually, me that he's not getting enough yeah. separation. That's true. Uh, and I think that that really distinguishes a wide receiver one is your route running ability and yeah. how much separation you I can I mean, get. that is only the second touchdown of his career, but uh, that's one less than Kyle Pitts. Yeah, this next guy is able to get a little separation. Uh, as mentioned before, Christian Watson oh, yeah. absolutely went off against the Dallas uh, Cowboys' respectable defense. Any wide receiver that puts up over 100 yards and three touchdowns is going to gain attention. And although Watson didn't have a lot of receptions against Dallas, he still produced. Um, he's a big play waiting to happen. He, you you need to add him in your leagues. Uh, as of right now, Christian Watson is only rostered in 21% of sleeper leagues, so there's a pretty good chance you can grab him off waivers this week. And it looks like he's starting to gain the trust of Aaron Rodgers a little bit. He's starting to get more targets. 
Yeah, he did have definitely a nice pickup. I believe he had eight targets last week, which is I I mean, for a guy that has some drop issues, he's still got the trust of Aaron Rodgers because I mean Aaron Rodgers really has no choice but to trust anyone. Right. Like literally anybody. You have to trust them. Yeah, yeah. He's not in a position to pick and choose. No. Um no, he's really not. But if if Chris Watt Chris, Christian Watson um you know is is emerging, I, I think the Packers could go on a little bit of a run and still make the playoffs. I can see it. Because I think their their defense hasn't even been playing up to the best of their capabilities either. You know, right. You have, a lot of, you have a lot of talent on that team, and um, I mean, losing Rashawn Gary does hurt, but yeah, uh, they they do have you know some guys that will step up. Rashad White is the the, the final guy that is uh, on the waiver wire watch this week. Um, he all of a sudden looks like the lead back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, yeah, I mean, Lenny went down too, so that helps. Right, right, but I mean, he led the the team in carries at twenty two. Um, produced one hundred and five yards on the ground. Although he didn't see much receiving work, it looks like White has the opportunity to be the main guy in Tampa, and he can be a touchdown-dependent RB3, in my opinion. Um, this type of rushing volume typically pays off after a while, so he's worth inquiring about on waivers. He's only He, he is rostered in 56% of sleeper leagues, which means there is a slight chance um, he, he might be taken in your league, but there's also a slight chance he might be available. Yeah, I think a lot of people were scared about Leonard Fournette's injury history, so they kind of picked up Rashad White as the handcuff. Yeah, um, uh, but... Even before Fournette went down, he, he was getting a lot of touches. carries. Yeah. yeah, so I think I think they they view him as the back of the future. I agree. And that's that's gonna that's gonna do it. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on socials. We're at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter, and you can check out the video version of this show on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We will see you guys next Tuesday, and as always, stay, stay cool. cool.